are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock back again with another Winky Wednesday. Nick Winkler, my guest, joining me momentarily. First, I do want to remind everybody to subscribe, rate, review the show. If you can, that always helps. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Himalaya, everywhere you find your favorite podcast. You can find this show and all of the programs on the Locked On Podcast Network, including the new Locked on NFL featuring yours truly, Matt Williamson, still there, but I am co-hosting with him now, former NFL scout, and we have great conversations every day. Today's show, we're making breakout picks and MVP picks around the league, starting with the West. So Niners, a little bit of coverage there on the flagship NFL show here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find me at BD Peacock. We will be getting into some mailbag here with Nick and you can email the show LockedOn49ers at gmail, LockedOn49ers.com. And this podcast is brought to you in part by Greg's Tax Service. Honest, straightforward, and they can help you with all of your tax problems. Greg's Tax Service has been in the business for 25 years, helping with back taxes, unfiled tax returns, IRS collection, audit representation, unfiled returns. Greg's Tax Service has you covered. Find out more at their website, gregstaxservice.com. And now let's bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Nick, what's happening, my friend? Oh, man, I, you know, inching closer and closer to, to regular season, man. More practices. I watched uh, Brick by Brick last night, the first episode of this season, and that got me really pumped up, man. Yes. You know, just watching Kyle talking football and watching – Guys running routes and catching footballs and music. And, oh, yeah. Pumped up, man. And that also means uh, HBO's Hard Knocks kicking off. Yeah. We're recording this. We haven't had a chance to – it's actually about to debut, I think. But uh, So we haven't gotten to see Hard Knocks yet. I guess we'll probably talk about it next week if you're going to watch it. And I'm intrigued about the <laughs> the Raiders. The craziest sure. story about Raiders camp already came out today was uh, – did, did you see this? Antonio Brown got frostbite. From yeah, I'm afraid a cryo that they're chamber. Show his foot on the show. I don't want to see it. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't think about seeing it, but it's got to be something that's covered. That's amazing. I mean, he's going to be one of the most major players on that show. I would imagine. Right. No, I, I, I definitely saw some people on Twitter that are like, "Do not Google Antonio Brown foot." Oh, so there's already photos out there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I think he posted it on Instagram. Oh, really? Okay, so it must not be that bad if he's throwing it out there. I think it's nasty. I'm not going to find out though. Don't don't put that in my timeline. No, I'm don't not. Bring I'm not that going hate to. to me. No, we're good. I'm I'm going to avoid that. Uh, 49ers news though. Uh, Niles Paul, we hardly knew you. The tight end who recently <laughs> signed was then cut by the 49ers has announced his retirement. Uh, but the big news in 49ers camp is Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. Yet he has been activated off of the pup list, physically unable to perform list. He is now physically able to perform. So he was on the field, no contract. No contact drills for him yet. So uh, as Kyle Shanahan puts it, he's just playing against air right now. But he wasn't even wearing a knee brace when he ran out to practice. So that's interesting. And the first time on the field after ACL surgery, just about almost not quite a year ago. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like 
I don't know. It feels like you're a kid at Christmas, you know, and like you get this brand new toy and you kind of get to like watch the previews for it and stuff. And then right before you're about to open it up, it breaks. And then you got to wait a whole nother year until Christmas. And then you get your new toy. And it's like, but now you got some other cool toys, you know, as well that might actually be better than that first toy. So it's like, I'm excited. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm very hesitant to be optimistic about it just because, you know, that, that sucked last year, man. That's a great analogy because Jarek McKinnon was the leg, the blue character of Voltron for me when yeah. I was about nine years old. I got Voltron for Christmas and it broke within the first hour playing with it outside. I'm, I'm you know, playing with it on the sidewalk. Uh, the it, one of the pieces sort of bounces off. Ding, ding, ding. Boom. Down the storm drain. No, gone forever. No, and you can't go after it. I mean, you've you've no. seen it, so you don't go down there. I tried, but I wasn't. You know, my arms were not as long <laughs> as they are now. You saw cloud, and you're like, nope. <laughs> so that was the end of Voltron, and then I couldn't even look at the thing. I couldn't play with the other four pieces without one of the legs. Was it right? the big one that you got? It was not huge. It was, I would say, a foot tall total. So the, okay. the pieces yeah, were my, small. Me and my brothers, we had that tall, big maybe. one. How, how big was the big one? I mean, you know, as a kid, it's it's the biggest thing you've ever it's seen. Huge, but, you right, know, it's yeah. probably two feet tall. Yeah, no, we didn't have that. We had probably half size Okay, Voltron, yeah. Yeah, we broke that really fast. I think Voltron died entirely. I didn't play with Voltron again, didn't watch the cartoon. That was I didn't, it, huh? It was done. Yep, it was strictly Transformers from then on. Swept out to sea. <laughs> and then Optimus Prime died. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and then it was like, what's going on with my childhood here? Right. And then G.I. <laughs> Joe lost a Cobra, and all of a sudden... <laughs> Everything's ruined. The dude, Gargamel finally caught those Smurfs and ate them all. Dude, stuff was real for us when we were kids. They didn't sugarcoat <laughs> it like they do now. No, he, Gargamel grew was still trying to eat Smurfs. <laughs> he wanted to eat all of them. Yeah, yeah. You can't get away with that now. No, you can't. I think I don't. I think zero cartoons would play these days. Yeah, Shaggy <laughs> and Scooby were stoned all day. Right. Anyway, so uh, takeaways from <laughs> Kyle Shanahan took the podium once again after practice Tuesday. So takeaways, the Jet stuff, he's not going to have contact for a while. We'll see if he's even involved much at all in the preseason. They'll, they'll probably have him a bubble, bubble wrap until the season gets going. Maybe he'll get some action in that third preseason game. But I think we got to call out Ross Dwelly, who's a name I probably haven't given enough love here on the podcast, looking like he's solidifying his roster spot and is probably likely the number two tight end right now. His run that he got last year in practice squad guy then kind of made his way onto the onto the roster. And I was thinking, I mean, he didn't impress me. He was just like, okay, here's a practice squad guy that will probably not make the team again next year when they restrengthen this roster in the offseason. But no, he's beating out everybody it looks like including sixth rounder Caden Smith and it's not rare for a rookie tight end or a rookie wide receiver or really a rookie at any position to be not quite ready to go by their first week one that's not surprising but I wonder if they would try to sneak a sixth round pick back onto the practice squad if Rob Rostwell is that backup and then maybe you know keep an extra wide receiver Jalen Hurd can do right. some things as an H-back I don't know that's an interesting concept that we'll have to see going forward Shanahan talked about consistency with wide receivers which I think is important because I talked with Barrows by the way if you haven't heard the show from yesterday you got to go back and listen to the Tuesday podcast with Matt Barrows we covered so much ground in that 30 minutes including uh, how to properly lube up with, with suntan lotion before you go like, out hey, to training be careful camp. careful how you finish that sentence. Yeah. And uh, the consistency of the receivers that you hope would win these jobs outright isn't there. And some of the other guys putting pressure on them, like Kendrick Bourne and Richie James. And to be honest with you, they are 
in a dead heat, it seems like. And Bourne actually replaced a struggling Dante Pettis at practice Tuesday at Flanker. And Kendrick Bourne made big strides this offseason, according to Kyle Shanahan. And it sounds like he stuck around the facility for the entire 40 days that they were off. And Kendrick Bourne stock up for sure. At this point, maybe sneaking into the starting role again. I love that, man. I really do. Show your dedication. Show how much you want it. Be there. You know, that's great. And I said it last week. I'll say it every week. I'm a franchise guy. I want the best guys out on the team, the guys that want it the most, the guys that give us the best chance to win. You know I love Goodwin. I'm a Marquise Goodwin fan. But at the same time, if he's not one of the best receivers, I hate to say it, but, you know, he 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 will no longer be on this football team. And it won't break my heart, you know, because I, obviously the coaches see other guys doing well, you know, and that that's what we want. We want a, a team that can win football games. And if somebody else is better than him, then that's just the way to say with Pettis. I mean, I, I love Dante Pettis as well. Obviously, they're not going to give up on him right away. But no. yeah, if he's not the starter and Bourne's playing better than him, hell yeah, Bourne, go get it. Well, here's the other thing is Marquise Goodwin, you'll be happy about this development, is the starting X-wide receiver right now. It looks like That's he's ahead of the rookie Debo Samuel. So uh, if I had to not guess. Not surprising. Right, absolutely. And and like what you mentioned earlier, it's about the name on the front, not the name of the back. Yeah, that's right. The jersey, yeah, right? That's right. So well, if, and it's the system, too. I mean, let's be real. Samuel can't have it down yet. You know, Goodwin's had a whole season in this thing. And season and a half. Here's the 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 part I wouldn't be worried about even the Pettis development, even though he should be expected to take a huge leap this year. I wouldn't be worried about Debo or Dante Pettis if it was just that you know they're you know figuring it out still, young players in the league and still getting their footing, still getting more consistent as players, getting more of the playbook dumped on them. The thing that worries me about both guys is there's something there's just a little bit of a whisper of with Debo Samuel. Maybe not, you know, not doing a little bit of extra, not hustling around, you know, not remember Jerry Rice used to run to the end zone every play. Right. At some point, I bet they were like, OK, Jerry, can you come back and bring the ball back so we can do the next play? <laughs> that kind of, you know, it was like almost too much, but he would take it to the house every single time. Debo Samuel's like, OK, made the catch. They put their two hands on me. Stop. Come back. Walk back. You know, that kind of a, uh, is not right. Not hustling between not not giving that little bit of extra, which is maybe not a huge deal, but just. You hope that he's got fire in him. And then with Dante Pettis, that's kind of always been the thing with him is like, he's a happy-go-lucky guy. Does he have the dog in him? Does he have that that grit? Does he just want to be the best? Or is he just happy to be out there and, and play a little ball? And so maybe that is what would worry me about both of those guys is just their drive and desire, which is really the hallmark of all great players. Yeah, you're exactly right. If you want to be great, you do got to have a little bit of dog in you. You got to have a little bit of, you know, just just that hustle. You mentioned it, man. That that is very concerning to me. I'm not going to lie to you. Like this is this is your job. This is what you do for a living. If you're not hustling, what are you doing out there? Like, come on. Yep, absolutely. Okay, we've got to take a quick break here, and I think we have some news to share about the Locked On 49ers Fantasy League. Are you losing sleep at night over your unfiled tax returns or the large amount you owe the IRS or any other state tax agency? Does it feel like you're trapped and that these tax problems will never go away? Are you worried the IRS will garnish your bank account or your wages? Be free and put these tax problems behind you. Greg's Tax Service is your local tax resolution specialist. Greg's Tax Service has been in business for over 25 years and is passionate about helping clients resolve their tax issues and get them all the deductions and credits they are entitled to when preparing their tax returns. 
Call or text Greg's Tax Service at 925-778-4871 to set up an appointment to find out the best options available to free you from your tax problems. Again, that's 925-778-4871 or make an appointment online at gregstaxservice.com. And if you qualify, they can help you settle with the IRS for less than the full amount you owe. Remember, Greg's Tax Service, for all your tax needs, Greg's Tax Service is your local tax advocate standing up and defending the rights of taxpayers. Okay, we've. <laughs> I'm sure that some of the listeners that want to get into this thing were like, dude, they haven't even mentioned it yet at all. Yeah, so are they even going to do it? The Lockdown 49ers Fantasy League, it's hilarious because I always put this podcast up basically in the middle of the night, go to bed, wake up in the morning, and there was, what, hundreds of dude. emails and tweets of people trying to get into this league? so many it was awesome to see how many people were excited about it i mean i'll be honest with you guys like it was really cool to see but you know there was about 65 percent that were just straight wrong answers <laughs> just trying hey i want to get in the league i think you probably like pizza and beer it's like well great yeah, guess exactly like okay good guess like yeah. oh you guys really like fish sticks like, <laughs> no sticks <laughs> Good, good effort, good joke. A lot of people, and so many, here's the thing is because we had to whittle it down to the most right, the most correct, the most right. directly, exactly right answers because there was a ton of people, and shout out to everybody who's obviously listening to the show because we didn't put it out on Twitter or social media or anything. It was only people that heard it were shouting us out, and there were so many, so very grateful that everyone's listening and wants to be involved in the Locked On 49ers Fantasy League. But even the... The locked on, the official locked on 49ers pizza, which is pepperoni, pineapple, and jalapeno. A lot of people had that. A lot of people knew I didn't like hot dogs. A lot of people knew right. that you like the old fashioned, that I like a Negroni, that I like a fresh squeezed margarita. All great things. Good knowledge. Love the listeners. But there's a couple answers that were even closer for me. And so right. I picked a few names. You picked a few names. And we're actually going to still leave a few spots open and keep this going a couple more weeks. Yeah, I love it. I And I was thinking, you know, every league's got to have that villain, too, you know? So I was thinking maybe we could invite Mark just because we give him such a hard time. <laughs> I don't know if he's interested. Mark, if you're but... still out there, I know you've gotten a lot of grief. Come join, man. Come just take on villain, the rest man. of the community. You know, gonna... <laughs> you know who I'm not going to... You know who I'm not going to invite is my uh, buddy Josh, who we've played in fantasy leagues with before. The Cowboys fan. You might have rem- right. remembered he made a, a short appearance here on the show. Uh, you did not trade him Mike Trout, and he's still heard about that. He will, not be, he will not be invited into the league. Also, immediate disqualification for Gregory for that hot dog monstrosity you put on there. Oh, what was that? Yeah. That, another one, yeah. Let's not ever see anything like that again. So let's see. We've got Gold Rush coming back. He was the winner in 2018. Yep. That's an automatic re-up. So he's definitely back in the league. It's you and I. That's three of our 14 spots right there. I have three names that were the most correct. And you have some names too. So let me go through the guys that I think made it for me and are okay. locked into this football league. And actually one of the guys, shout out to Chris, who was also involved in the 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 trivia challenge. Oh, nice. And he ended up, it. I mean, he ended up with zero points in the trivia challenge. Hopefully, he gets better here in the Locked On 49ers League. But he's obviously a listener because he said, Nick, you like everything, smiley face, which is Boom. somewhat accurate, aside from that weird hot dog monstrosity. Even though you're, you're a hot dog guy, that hot dog casserole pie, whatever the hell that was. That's I'd just, eat it. That's not good. <laughs> I would. I'm not yeah, going to. Okay. See, he does like everything. You're right, Chris. But he says... 
I'm a Chili Verde kind of guy, and that is the most correct Um, answer. Chili Verde is my number one, even over the official Locked On 49ers pizza. So you know Chris is a listener, and I haven't dropped that many times, but when I go to a Mexican restaurant, if they have Chili Verde on the menu, that's what I order first, and that's how I rate how good that restaurant is. And let's see, uh, email from Jose Campos also had the correct answer of Chili Verde. And I'm going to do an extra shout out. This is the the most number one answer that I saw for me in this whole thing. And there was a lot of right answers. So you you had to be a listener. You had I maybe only said this one time in one podcast. But my guy flew at flu 1212 on Twitter. He said, your favorite food is pozole verde, which is correct. That's my favorite dish in San Francisco, a restaurant called Puerto Alegre. It's on Valencia Street between 16th and 17th, you get this huge bowl of pozole. It's green pozole. It's got bacon and chicken, and it's so good. And that is my favorite dish in the city of San Francisco. So, flu shout out. You're definitely paying attention. He also says he's won his own league three years in a row. And I don't count that because, like, you know, your your great uncle that hasn't watched football since Walter Payton was in the league. That doesn't count when you're beating guys like that or your buddy who, I mean, you're not you're taking on some serious contenders here in Wink and Peacock and the rest of the listeners. It was a competitive league last year. So, Flu, you're in. I got a feeling you're not going to win four in a row. No. You, you, I mean, bring it, please. Give it an effort. <laughs> but I'm with you, man. I'm coming back strong this time. That's right. Uh, who else you got? All right, I got a guy. He, uh, he nailed it. So there was a couple of people, like you said, they mentioned the pizza thing. Uh, but one guy nailed it to the T. All right, he said Michael's in Stockton, and he mentioned the ranch. That's key. He went by the the man is his is his tag on uh, on on uh, Twitter. He also mentioned your favorite drink as well. Um, uh, shout out to to uh, Ivan Munoz. He mentioned Michael's is too, but he didn't mention the ranch. You know, so I had to like pick between those two. You know, when you mentioned my favorite food. You got to mention the ranch as well. Right. It's all you got to get specific when there's so much knowledge here. And yeah. I was really blown away by how many people knew what we like and what we talk about. And I guess maybe, that was awesome. Yeah. And I was a, a baffled by how many got it wrong, too. I mean, you know, it was, it was <laughs> they listened to that episode, but they hadn't heard the proper episodes in the past. And they were just like throwing it out there. And, well, yeah, and there's there so was many people... one guy who posted the, the gif of Chunk from Goonies. And he's like, oh, yeah, like when you've only been listening for a month because you just found the podcast and they asked you history <laughs> questions there was one guy and i don't remember who it was but somebody went back to just to make sure and was like researching it so shout out to him for putting in the effort but he still didn't pull off the the pasole or the chili verde for me so he still missed out but props to him you know yeah, who you are. yeah for sure you know who you are uh another one's going out to uh steven scheffler because he mentioned our pod pizza he mentioned that we like to put a fried egg on pretty much anything and that breakfast is the best meal. So he not only yes. did his research. Yeah, he like brought in three separate podcasts that he actually remembered. He feels it. So, and I'm with you. He, breakfast is still the best meal of the day. I would have breakfast for all three meals if I could. And I can because I'm an adult and sometimes I do. Yeah, that's right. Because you can. All right. Uh, third one here going to NDE Rock because he had that big boss man uh gif when he put on there he nailed our drinks he knew what we like to drink and I, I think he remembers my story of wwf when i first went to my first ever wrestling match at arco <laughs> arena in sacramento the headliner that night big boss man versus hulk i could see through the rafters down below where they walk out and they were chatting they're like best friends they're talking hugging oh. shoot, shooting the crap yeah 
they broke character that doesn't that ruin it for you as a kid well no he was kind of like oh i knew it because i did my brothers <laughs> thought it was real and i was like no nah, this isn't real this isn't real and that was it that was my moment of like i was right you guys were wrong suck it were you the kid that ruined it for your brother because it's no. my older brother well, that ruined right, it for we me we were all there we were all there, so we all looked down. I was like, look, look, look. But I didn't, like, take it to school and ruin it for the, anyone like that. You know, I'm not that guy. But he nailed it, um, and he, he's going to be Big Bosa Man. That's a good name, too. He also brought a name oh, in there, which Solid. isn't something we asked for, but it's, yeah. like, extra credit. Yeah, extra credit. See, go the extra mile. I like that. Yeah. Like, you do the opposite of Debo Samuel. Like, hustle. <laughs> you know, like, breathe. go the Kendrick Bourne route. Stick around. Do yeah. the extra work. Pretend you're taking every play to the house, make moves all the way to the end zone, then hustle back to the huddle and do it again. Right? Extra mile. Go I, the, take notes, it, people. There's a, there's a few spots left. Take notes if you want those last spots. Yeah, and the last one for me is like, uh, it was just a great uh, reference to the pod. Uh, James Frazier, man. He mentioned the tri-tip up, which is fantastic, yep. barbecue tip. And, Saw that one. And he mentioned, he mentioned my wife's pizza dip, which, again, fantastic. <laughs> Two separate, you know, podcasts. You're bringing it in. That's good knowledge right there. Yeah, so that brings us to 10. So we've still got four spots open. So I'm thinking we'll give away one next week, and I have a good question out there. So what, how it's going to go is I'm going to send the question, okay? I'm, I'll tell you the question right now. We're not going to post it anywhere. Do not post it on our timeline. Send me a DM. If, we're not my, if you're not following me, you got to follow me. Send me a DM because I don't want everybody to see it. It's a tough one. We've mentioned it a lot, though. Even Ryan Covey, fellow um, fantasy football league member of Brian and myself, has been on this, and we've talked about it. What is the name of our other fantasy football league, the one I'm commissioner of, the one we've had for 15 years? What is the name of that podcast that Brian, myself, and Ryan Covey are a part of? Send it to me in direct message form. Do not post it anywhere else. It's automatic disqualification and kind of a jerk move because anybody sees it. <laughs> <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll pick one for that next week. What's the name of our league? The league that I currently am. In fact, I just grabbed it while you're speaking. I am holding the trophy because I won this league uh, the year before last. And now at the drafts coming up this month, I'm going to have to hand it over to the reigning champion of the league. And Therapies. before I get it back again next year. Yeah, well, I mean, that's doubtful. But yeah, it's just, you know, and what I'll do then is I'll put everybody's name in a hat. If you get it right, I'll put a name in a hat and. You know, I'll have I'll have some random person on the street picket. Yep. Fantasy. What's the fan? What's the other fantasy league we're in? Covey, Nick, and myself. That I am. Uh, I've won half the times that I've played. I've won. <laughs> I'm fifty <laughs> percent winner right now. Yeah, I was hundred percent winner last year. And Covey uh, always likes to remind us how he's won twice in the past. That was before I joined. I have four second place finishes in that league. How many first? Brutal. One one. I only have one win. You have one. Hey, banners fly hey. forever, man. The year my daughter was born. I, I just got to have more kids, I guess. <laughs> Keep them coming, man. <laughs> All right, let's hit a couple mailbag uh, questions here. Sounds good, buddy. This episode is brought to you by Five Star Painting, a neighborly company. Five Star Painting is looking for new owners to join their growing company. Could this be the perfect opportunity for you? Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? If you're interested in running your own business, text Five Star to 87000 right now to learn more choosing to start your business with five-star painting means setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in the business and the best at business with five-star painting you'll be your own boss pick your own territory set your own hours and live a better quality of life running a business that you can be proud of 
You'll have access to the best resources to help you scale your business to meet your personal and professional goals, and you will go home every day with the satisfaction of helping your customers enhance and maintain the beauty of their homes. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Whether you've been thinking about starting your own business or you've already been running your own painting company, text 5STAR to 87000 to learn more about how a 5STAR painting franchise can help you get where you want to go faster than going it alone. And I will say it is pretty cool going into business for yourself, betting on yourself, and seeing something grow, whether it's painting or podcasting. Again, text 5STAR to 87000 to learn more about the neighborly brands that may be available in your area, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Let's start with an email from Steve-O in Carolina. He said, shout out to you, Brian, Wink, and Leo from South Carolina. Been a listener for a few years. Want to thank you for keeping me well-informed about my team across the country. My question is, besides Jimmy G going down, what's your biggest fear for the upcoming season? Mine is the secondary falling apart. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, my, yeah, mine's not necessarily just the secondary, but the safeties. I, I have huge question marks there, man. I don't, I don't trust it at all. I don't like the reports there at safety. And actually, I think we've talked about the wide receivers a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. And Nick, I don't know if you've, we've talked about how Adam Rank earlier in the offseason predicted the 49ers were going to go 3-13. and 13. I did, yeah. You remember that? Not cool. So he recently kind of doubled down on that stance. And I believe it was, let me see if I can find this. Uh, this is uh, somebody on Twitter said it should be a wink in the stink. I don't have uh, who said it, but I'm going to find out if this is a true wink in the stink or not. And yeah, Adam Rank said, did you read it? He said for the NFL Network, Adam Rank, I did. he predicted the 49ers go three and 13. And then recently he said he does not trust the 49ers receiving core. And he said, quote, because uh, the layperson would be hard pressed to name one receiver on the 49ers which is kind of depressing for a team that had guys like Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens and Isaac Bruce in its history and yes I might be joking about Bruce but he would be the best receiver on this team like modern day Isaac Bruce at age 46 that's not to say Marquise Goodwin, Dante Pettis, Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd aren't talented Hurd especially is intriguing prospect but he's still a prospect at this point yeah I mean as much as I'd love to just go off on this guy and be like no dude you're wrong I mean, he's not like it's true. The layperson would have trouble naming someone other than a recent draft pick or or Dante Pettis because you know they had him, they picked him up late in fantasy last year. You know, like this team needs to prove itself. This wide record, wide receiving core, especially. You know, this is not a bunch of guys that that strike a lot of fear in a secondary. You know, when when the 49ers are being scouted by defenses and you know game plans put up against them, it's gonna be like, okay, take away George Kittle. Okay, take away the passes out of the backfield of the running backs. Like, when do the wide receivers come in? You know, is it, okay, you got to, there's one guy that, that you know, defensive guys are going to have to really worry about, and that's Marquise Goodwin, just because of how fast he is. But that's just like, all right, keep somebody deep. You know, other than that, I, I hate to say it, but, I mean, he's right. I'm not saying that they're not going to be good, because I definitely believe they have the talent, and if Jimmy G stays healthy, I think he can make any wide receiver great. But where they're at right now, it's hard to argue that. Yeah, I'm with you. They still have to prove it. I think this yeah. take is way less egregious than the 3-13 and 13 take. Because sure. I think they're not going to be worse than they have been the last two years. So they're right. going to be a better football team. But the wide receiving core, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. right. A lot of people probably wouldn't be able to name who the 49ers receivers are if they're not really paying deep attention to this team. 
And they have zero career thousand yard receivers on this roster right now. And there's a lot of potential and there's a lot of wait and see. And maybe there are some household names in this group in the future. Right now, they're not. So it's not that crazy of a take. So I'm with you. And I'm not surprised you didn't go in the stink on this one. Yeah, I thought about going in the stink, but, you know, sometimes you got to stay out of there. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go in the stink if you don't have to. Yeah, I mean, I had some chili verde for dinner. You got to stay out of there. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, I like them stews, but sometimes a little too much coffee in the morning, a little uh, stew in the evening, and you're in the stink all night. <laughs> like them stews. Let's go to Brian and finish it up here with this one. He says, since there seems to be a bit of a logjam at wide receiver for the 49ers, do you think near the end of camp, you might try to trade, say, Marquise Goodwin, Kendrick Bourne, to a team like the Giants, who are in need of wide receivers, in exchange for a fifth or sixth round pick. Interesting. Right yeah, now, I, mean, you, I would say I'll you start don't want with to this just one. Lose the guy. Yeah, right now, no. If Marquise Goodwin's your starting split right. end, you can't really trade him unless someone's coming with something better than a sixth round pick. I would have said maybe even a week or two ago that yeah, you know what dangle Marquise Goodwin in trade. Sure. Let's let's go with the young guys. But right now, I mean, uh, I wouldn't be surprised by any combination of starters. If it was Kendrick Bourne and Richie James as the starters who won jobs and deserved it, I wouldn't be shocked. If it was the veterans in Jordan Matthews and Marquise Goodwin starting, I wouldn't be too surprised. And then if we're talking about week six, and then now it's Pettis, and now it's Debo Samuel, and now we're running with that crew, that would make a lot of sense too. But I just don't know what to think. And... These guys are all still neck and neck to me, and they—that's—that's that's what these next four preseason games are going to do with the wide receiver position. Is tell that story. Who is going to be consistent? Mm-hmm. Who is going to go take that job? Because it's for the taking. Go take it, Debo. Go take that job, man. Right. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You're yeah. headed in the right direction. But you know, we mentioned it in the last thing. Like these aren't household names. These aren't guys that that, that people know. But defenses know Marquise Goodwin. You know, they know his world-class speed. It was on display in that 40 contest, you know, where he won his million bucks. And he's been in the league. There, You know, people got tape on him. He's the fastest wide receiver in the NFL. You know, that's the kind of guy you want on your football team. So, six-round pick? Nah, probably not. All right, that's going to do it for us. We're running out of time here. Congrats to those of you who made the Locked On 49ers Fantasy League. You will hear from us. And for those of you who want to still have a chance to get in there. The question for this week is, what is the name of the home league that my friend Nick Winkler is the commish of that he, myself, and Ryan Covey are a part of? What's the name of that league that I currently am holding and looking at the trophy of? <laughs> DN, direct message me. Don't post it on our timeline. You don't, don't put it in. Don't put it in the bottom of this podcast. And Nick is the point man to this thing. You don't even have to DM it to me. DM it to Nick. He's in charge yeah. of this thing. He's, he's picking the, the rest rules of or these. you're disqualified. That is correct. Because there's right. going to be a lot of people. <laughs> you know, go back and listen if you have to. I mean, it's probably easy. They just look for the one with Ryan Covey. But whatever. Whatever. Hey, there's football this week. Right there. Nick, you there's listened a, all the way. There's a game, Nick, this week. Are you pumped? Oh, man, we didn't even talk about it. That's right. We'll talk about it after it happens. There you go. I like it. All right. We'll break everything down next week from the game happening 49ers and Cowboys this Saturday. Stay tuned for that right here on Locked on 49ers. See you.